Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Brought to you, as always, by ZipRecruiter. You know who I hate? Job sites that overwhelm me with tons of the wrong resumes. You know who I love? ZipRecruiter. They find people with the right skills for your job. They actively invite them to apply. If you, get qual- you get qualified candidates very fast, which is why it's rated number one by employers in the U.S. based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with at least 1,000 reviews. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, SeatGeek is the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and much, much more. We are in the SeatGeek zone right now. MLB, NFL, college football, basketball, NHL coming up. You name it for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event. Use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. And we're also brought to you today by NBA 2K. Once again, redefining what sports gaming can be with their 20th anniversary title, NBA 2K19 on Xbox One. From best-in-class graphics and gameplay to groundbreaking game modes in an immersive open-world neighborhood, NBA 2K19 pushes the limits and brings gaming one step closer to real-life basketball and the excitement and culture around it. Speaking of excitement, I'm in this game. I'm one of the guest announcers. My son, I gave it to him. He played it this weekend, and all of a sudden, I came up, and I was announcing it for him, and he got freaked out. Genuinely freaked out. Did not understand what was going on. Purchase the Xbox One NBA 2K19 bundle today. You as well can be freaked out. By the way, I'm available to do that for like five straight taping days next year. I want to announce all the games. I don't want to just do a couple. Just bring me in. Just bring me in full-time NBA 2K19. Coming up, the cousin and I are going to discuss a pretty boring, for the most part, second weekend of the NFL. But first... Our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, here we go, as always, from Jimmy Kimmel Live and the new FS1 Gambling Show daily, 4.30, every day. Lock it in. Lock it in right now, Cousin Sal, because uh, that was a pretty boring Sunday of football. I didn't enjoy it that much. How about you? Oh, the whole day? I thought the early games, there were three or four compelling endings. It, it, it ended on a low note with that Giants-Cowboys game, which featured, I think, two of the, as I tweeted, five or six worst teams in the league. Mm. We're going we're to notice, I think. Well, but, I my, my, uh, my perception was tainted slash colored by oh, yeah. the crappy Patriots game. So I don't care if there were other good games. I've, I've been what in a bad mood there? ever I since. I guess we could start with that. What 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 really happened? That, that was not Pat's football. I don't want to start with the Pats. Let's let's hold that off. Let's start with let's something start positive. start with them and then talk about them in the middle and end with them. I'm going to talk about it a lot. Now, it's let's rare start, that my team wins and yours loses. Let's start with the two biggest winners of the weekend. First of okay. all, one Patrick Mahomes. Uh Mahomes mania is upon us. You and I were all in. We have them to win the AFC West. I did we bet them to win the AFC? I don't know if we did. I picked the Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. I have Mahomes on yep. one of my fantasy teams. I wanted him on two. I've had him in daily fantasy both weeks. Uh, and I really think he might be able to walk on water. This is a really genuinely exciting quarterback 
I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. I'm jacked. What are your feelings? I feel that not even Andy Reid could screw this up. I mean, he is perfect for Andy Reid because you don't, you don't want a close game in late in the fourth quarter if you're Andy Reid yeah. for obvious reasons. And I think Mahomes is going to get you there. He's going to get you that breathing room. And they're going to put up 35, 40 a game. I don't know. You know, there'll be some games where they'll misstep. But he is so good. Even his incomplete passes are in a, in a way where he's not going to get picked off. He slings it over the middle. And he's once they get familiar with the degree of uh, – of, of strength that he's throwing the ball. I think it's going to be great. I think Kelsey open like 20, 25 yards down the field is, is automatic. These guys are able to catch the ball and yeah. not get barreled over. Um, it's fun to watch, man. It really is. That was the best game of the day. I, I'm so there was a home story that last year, every time he went head to head with Alex Smith and anything or there in drills that he was just better. And everyone in the chiefs knew he was better. And I never, sometimes you hear those stories and then you never know when or whether to actually believe them or not, mm-hmm. or if they're getting floated out to try to pump up the new guy. In this case, I can't even imagine what it was like in practice every day last year with this guy versus Alex Smith. He's got one of the best arms I've seen in the NFL. It's, it's a fucking cannon. Um, yeah. I, I tweeted today that he reminded me of a combo of, I think it was young Brett Favre, Tecmo Bowl, Randall Cunningham, who did, didn't even have... <laughs> Randall Cunningham and Tecmo Bowl just said Eagles QB. That he wasn't even named. And then right. uh, Rifleman from against uh, from uh, all the right moves. So I maintain what one of the great sports movie QBs ever, if not one of the top three. This guy yeah. has something of all those things. Which of those three does he remind you of the most? I think Randall Cunningham. Now that you said it, um, like a short, I, I short think, Randall Cunningham. I, I think he's doing the what the Milton Burl just enough. I don't even think we've seen the best of it. I mean, we saw the seventy-yard touchdown pass in the in the preseason, but or the seventy yards in the air rather. But um, I, I think there's so much more this guy has. And like I said, when the receivers become fully in sync with him, Kelsey had like six yards last week, and then he was the man this week. I, I think everybody's going to get better as the season goes on. And I think your Rams uh, Chiefs bet. That's yeah. rock solid. Uh, you know, we're, everything's reactionary over two weeks. But uh, my son Archie actually said to me, he's like, Rams Chiefs would be the first Super Bowl he was alive for that a lot of people didn't hate either of the teams. <laughs> right. You know, either of the teams. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's interesting. I would like to see that. It is funny. Last year we had Wentz and Watson. Everybody got super excited about those guys, and rightly so. And then mm-hmm. Watson got hurt. Mahomes is more excited than either of those guys. And I love Deshaun Watson. I, I thought he was uh, thrilling to watch last year. Mahomes is at a whole other level. And what's interesting is, you know, I I had financial incentives in the Chiefs today. They're up 21 nothing. Their defense is a dumpster fire, you know. So they right. so the it, so the Steelers scores 21-7. And then it's actually 28 nothing for a quick second yeah, and for then a they called that back that defensive yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah, Ben yeah. had two turnovers that miraculously got called back by the ladies man Tim Meadows. Uh. But uh they show Reed on the sidelines and there's just all that Chiefs baggage, right? There's just, yeah. uh, and the Philly baggage too. It's just, oh yeah, Andy Reed. Of course he's going to blow this game. And then Mahomes, as soon as, you know, it's 21-21, Mahomes comes out and just makes shit happen. 28-21. All right. And then he comes back out. He scores again. I mean, it seemed like he had a chance to get eight touchdowns at one point. There was a play like if they'd gotten the ball back on one of those turnovers, nephew Kyle and I were all fired up because we felt like, like this is going to happen. He's going to throw eight touchdowns. We're going to witness this. 
but yeah. uh, he only threw six. So 10 through was, two days. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you were following the live line, but both teams at one one point or another were three to one odds to win. Um, you know, when the Steelers went and did they tie? They did tie it, right? They did. It was they tied 20 and ball. Yeah. Yeah, they tied it and I think had the ball. And I think they were like a three to one favorite. And then the Chiefs obviously had three to one on them early on when it was 21 nothing and 21 7 and all that stuff. But yeah, that was a fun game. I think the Steelers are in a little bit of trouble here. The Bengals were plus 395 uh, entering the week to win yeah. after the Thursday game, actually, to win the division. I was like, oh my God, doesn't it? This seems like a lot of value in that. They can go eight and six the rest of the way. That might be good enough. Wait, is that the line right now? No, it was it was it going into the Sunday game. So uh, now, now that the Steelers have a loss, it's probably it's probably still about two and a quarter or something. I gotta say, one of the you know the Steelers have started out slow before, and I'm desperately mm-hmm. trying not to overreact. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like they have a lot of good players in their team, you know. And it was a little bit of coming to grips with what I was watching with the Patriots today, which is another one where I don't want to overreact. But the Patriots yeah. had guys on the field that we just haven't counted on before, you know, like third to nine and it's Cordero Patterson and Philip Dorsett right. and Sony Michelle and some left tackle that nobody had ever heard of until six months ago. And um, they, they're just, they're just new unproven guys in big spots. And I felt the same way watching, uh, watching Pittsburgh, not a lot of familiar faces anymore from the teams that we remember from five, six, seven years ago, Ben looks, you know, he's one play looks great. Next play looks terrible. Um, my my mindset, I, li- I like the Chiefs. I actually bet on the money line today um, yeah. in that game. My mindset is their defense sucks. They're just going to outscore teams. I don't know how long they can do that, and I don't know how that translates in cold weather and stuff like that. But it does seem like they have the best offense in the NFL right now. Maybe, I don't know, would you put them, where would you put them against the Rams? I guess the Rams have I better don't. running back. I think the Rams, uh, I put the Rams at number one. It, it, it's it's very strange with them, but I think they're one, two. Who's number three right now? Um, I think that's, I think it's one, two, and then it drops off would be my. There's a big difference. Yeah. Would be my, especially after what we saw from New Orleans today, which would have been, you would have thrown them in. I Maybe, is it, I know it's been two games, but is it too early to say Tampa? So crazy. So crazy. Jameis was minus four hundred to start when he got back in week four. What do you think it is now? I don't. I don't have the odds, but I mean, I would say better than even for him. I would say he's minus four hundred to get traded. To get traded, interesting. Why wouldn't they trade him? He's not going to play again this year. He's not going to be happy about it. This Fitzpatrick thing. I. I got to say, I was. You know, we talked about it uh, last week, and I think I talked about it with House too about. Every year there's a 2-0 team and everybody goes, oh my God, can you believe it? They're 2-0. Where'd this come from? The Bucks were the most logical candidate. With that said, I didn't think they would be able to score on Philly as effortlessly as they did. You know? Because it's not like, like Philly's a little banged up, but not on defense. They're not that banged up, you know? And they yeah. give up some big plays and, they, and they're just explosive. And maybe... Maybe this is the team they should have had last year if Jameis had played better. And Jameis just didn't play well last year, you know? Right. I thought it was going to be ugly. I thought it was going to be a 16-10 game. We discussed it last week. I said Fitzpatrick. The Eagles have tape on them. Everyone has tape on them. But they had 10 days to prepare. Their defense was decent last week against the Falcons. And um, 
and then they just get on you early. Like I didn't even get out of the car and it was seven, nothing. And then 14 it's like Deshaun Jackson, who somehow is like the comeback player of the year. Yeah. In week two. And you know what they did? They did it with 44 yards rushing. That's astounding. Like you did, they didn't even, they controlled the game by passing. Like Fitzpatrick didn't slow down at all for 60 minutes. It's going to be interesting to see where it stops. And they play the Steelers this week on Monday night. So yeah, I got to say I had, we had that game on one of the small TVs and I, so I didn't couldn't hear the sound. I have no idea who Tampa's running back was today. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Peyton he, Barber. I think he had like twenty five yards or something. Oh my god! Well, that's been the Fitzpatrick thing's been really fun. He, he you know, everybody's made the same Colin McGregor joke on Twitter. So let's retire right. that one. Um, he's had fun at the bit. press conference. It's a great bit. The press conference showing up saying we're humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is. You know, he is somebody that's produced. And I tweeted today about uh, about Sam Bradford who's just been mm-hmm. terrible his whole career. He's 34 and 47 lifetime and gets right. hurt every other year. Um, there's no real evidence that he can be a quarterback on a playoff team. He's never won eight games in a season. Keeps getting chances. Fitzpatrick's at least gone 10 and six on the Jets, you know? And he's had, yeah. I think he's had two seasons where he's thrown for like 3,800 yards. It's not like, this isn't like completely incomprehensible. I think it'd be more incomprehensible if Sam Bradford was doing this, but um yeah, for sure. Anyway, it's been yeah, a fun this is story. Yeah, be interesting. I, I, I think he has to start, right? He has to start. Was he picked up in our fantasy league? No, I don't think he was. He wasn't even picked up after last I week? I don't even think Deshaun Jackson was. No, because it was still, you know, it was still probably Philadelphia was going to win and probably Jameis was going to be the quarterback. But yeah, no one picked him up to start him this week. Well, the and and it's going to be a whole week of Mahomes and Fitzpatrick. Those are going to be the big stories this week. You'll read stuff over and over again about them. Those were two of my three winners of this week. The other one was nephew Kyle who got his first tattoo. <laughs> um, Friday. It was, it was a big day for nephew Kyle. He had some tweet about taking the bus to work. I retweeted it, had some fun with it. And nephew Kyle, what, what did you have at the start of Friday? Like, like 1500. I don't know. He had like 1500 Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. I did a couple tweets. Titus did a tweet. Within 24 hours, he was over 10,000 Twitter followers. So that was both <laughs> delightful and frightening because, you know, nephew Kyle is a young guy in his mid-20s who likes to go out and have a good time. So I had to send right. him the the text, like, please don't tweet anything after you've had, like, three drinks. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's been good about that. Um, but anyway, he, he had the day off on Friday because we finished all the pods at, like, 10 o'clock. So he just, he took off, mm-hmm. went went down to the Melrose area and decided to get his first tattoo ever. Wow. I mailed it to you. Um, yeah, the, no, I saw it. Well, he got a tattoo. I didn't know it was his first ever. He got a tattoo of the podcast he works for, which I was really <laughs> touched and honored. And it wasn't this podcast. <laughs> he got a tattoo for the Wood Shining Podcast hosted by Titus and Tate Frazier. He got OSP with a palm tree through the S. Explain what the hell you were thinking, Kyle. It just needed to be something more than letters. I didn't want to look like like a gang or, so, or something. You like thought that. like the OSP letters, would look like your jail? Yeah, it could be like a thing. I don't know. So the palm tree was because of L.A.? Yeah. I mean, the first and, one was going to be dumb, right? That's what I hear. I didn't feel like it was that dumb. I just thought it was an interesting choice to get not this podcast as your test. So would it be your face? <laughs> Cause the no, logo it's is over your face now. Right? I don't it's care. Right. I don't care. I put BS on my no, left no, shoulder. No, Wait, no, I no. care. I care. <laughs> so I care. Well, I want to know what number tattoo would our podcast be? Like, are we in the top 
five of your next tattoos? I, I honestly feel like he would get a House of Carbs tattoo before uh, BS. Okay. Those were like <laughs> his first two. Let's hear the honest list. Don't would worry about of, uh, insulting anybody. Yeah, House of Carbs would be second. Yeah, but like the House of Carbs, I'd want it. It'd have to be like a special place. Like it'd have to be like a stomach tattoo, like around my belly button or something. Like the O would be right. my belly button or something. <laughs> Uh, BS, well, the, BS could be somewhere. That's like a shoulder tattoo. That, I mean, it was an action-packed weekend for Nefikas. Single again, single. for those of you Once scoring again. home. He's been single for three days. For keeping score. Got a tattoo. It's, it's, it's going to be more than three days with that, that tattoo is shown, I think. He's, My God. I think you're right, Sal. Um, and then <laughs> told a story today about how he went to Cantor's at 2.30 in the morning last night and then threw up an egg sandwich on top of... <laughs> what'd you, what happened? Why'd your roommate get mad at you? I woke up to throw up and I didn't leave the bed. And you, but you threw up in the trash I threw can? I onto the floor into the trash can and fell asleep. So you missed the trash can? Mostly. <laughs> Sal, you do the character of the year every year. You send this I out to it. a select group of people and you you try to figure out who the biggest character in our lives is and you have a whole right. point system, the whole thing. This nephew Kyle is really the Mahomes of the, of the character of the year, I think. This is a very big week. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I hope he doesn't go away. I hope he sticks around like Fitz, Fitz magic. I think he's going to, I think, uh, I predict great things for nephew Kyle. How many tattoos do you hope to have Kyle? Is this it? Or, uh, you know, I mean, this can't be it. Right? I'll cross the next tattoo bridge when I come to it. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I, I was more amazed that he didn't have one yet. Cause if you've seen the bars that nephew Kyle goes to, it's like a five tattoo minimum. So he's just, really? going, he's just going in bare every time. Um, we have another subplot for us to talk about. I don't know if this is a crisis, if it's an epidemic, it's a, it's a catastrophe. But the kickers, oh yeah, they're 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 hit and miss every year. Usually, you know, no pun intended. This year, it's like an epidemic. This year, it actually swung games where the wrong team won. Minnesota should have won. Cleveland should have right. won. Um, it it. It's just bizarre that Dan Bailey, your former Dallas kicker, doesn't have a job because I actually felt like he, he was like half decent. But um, by the time people listen to this, I think he will. Yeah, and the Chargers weren't even in the mix yet. No, <laughs> that, that was last week. Yeah, I noticed the tight ends are great this year, and their kickers are miserable. They're worse like, than I don't ever. Know how that happened? Yeah, like the Rams, their kicker got hurt right before the game against the Cardinals. Airline, yeah. And they mm -hmm. just decided to go for two and got it, and they were up eight nothing. And it was like maybe just teams should do that. Just well, the Rams definitely shouldn't. You know what should. I thought the Steelers, the Steelers used to also anyway, and they were doing that in preseason, and they were saying they were threatening to do no huddle offenses and be more aggressive by the goal line and after touchdowns. I'm like, oh, they're going to be up eight nothing, sixteen nothing on every team in the league, and instead they, especially in Heinz Field, I don't know, no, no one makes field goals or extra points there. Boswell oh, missed a couple of big ones for Pittsburgh, but they should have lost anyway. Guskowski right. missed one for New England, right? Did yeah, he like miss 54, one? right? Yeah. Well, he usually makes those. It was hot, too. And then the Browns kicker, who I nicknamed uh, Feedy Gonzalez, yeah. he's going to be gone. That was rough. He's, he's out. How could he play? And I felt bad. He came over to the sideline with Hugh, and the, Hugh's probably, it looked like he was saying, don't worry. We both suck. We're going to have jobs forever. Just don't, don't let it get you down. It was, an, it he's got to be gone, too. It was a very enjoyable weekend for Hugh Jackson. He has Josh yeah. Gordon, who I guess had finally came to a crisis this weekend. Mm -hmm. What were the odds that wasn't going to work out? Off the boards in Vegas? Like somebody spent $15. Our friend Tony spent $15 on Josh Gordon, our fantasy league. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. The guy hasn't. He literally played 10 good games five years ago or 12 mm -hmm. in 2013. Yeah, this is six, year six of him. Yeah, uh, he, he hasn't. 
he hasn't been productive for five years. There's no evidence that he could even like make lattes in, in a Starbucks for two hours. Um, he didn't even look good in hard knocks. It's not even like, you know, they edit everybody to look uh, like a, an all pro. And he just, he arrived and they showed very little footage of him. So yeah, yeah I don't know what the, the high hopes were for. And dumbass Hugh Jackson, who's been let down by this guy two years in a row and he's on hard knocks. He's like, the Eagles landed. Remember that? It was like Josh Gordon. Yeah, right, Josh right. Gordon's here. It was like, oh great, Josh Gordon's <laughs> here to fuck up our fan, our uh, our real our real NFL team again. So they finally yeah. have to cut the ties with him this weekend. So they have to deal with that whole drama, and then he's got this this kicker thing, which you know I blame the kicker because the kicker wasn't making the kicks. But at the same time, yeah. there's Hugh trying to this kicker who's already had basically an emotional breakdown in this game. He's he's dovetailed about as badly as a kicker can dovetail during a game. I didn't have confidence that he could make what, what what's the longest kick do you think he could have made to win the game in that situation? 30? 29? Yeah, probably right in there. Yeah. So they've eight seconds left. Hugh just brings him out. Extra point, so. yeah. <laughs> Hugh just brings him out. Hey, let's try that. What was it? Like a 52 yarder, 50 yarder? Yeah, it was up there. Yeah. Like like that had any chance. He missed it by, I don't know, 20 yards. Um, I, I hate great. to blame him because he was terrible, but I, I, we all got the feeling the Browns were going to lose that game, right? In fact, I yeah. was going to text you, and then I was like, eh, maybe I won't. The Saints were plus 225 in the late third, early fourth. Like, they're not going to lose this game. I don't care what it needs to happen. And even in the fourth and five play where Terod Taylor throws, it was like, like Callaway just caught it. Like, I wasn't worried even then. I'm like, the Saints are going to come down and score and win. You were trying to rope me into a Saints tease all week, and I would not yeah. bite because I did not enjoy the fact that they gave up 48 points to uh, the Saints. Would have Saints. been exciting. Would have um, been exciting. Defense looked better today. Offense still yeah. does it. They, in general, they don't seem right. That's my takeaway. I think away. they had like one. Kamara had 6.1 yards of carry, I think. Something insane like that last year. I think I think it was like 1.8 over the, either over the last two games or just today or something. So I don't know if Ingram makes that much of a difference mixing it up, but yeah, for sure they don't look right on offense. Yeah, people were predicting the Kamara regression, actually. They were mm-hmm. saying like his, whatever his uh, yards per touch last year was completely unsustainable and that nobody had ever done it and nobody had a chance of doing it two years in a row. He was on a lot of don't draft him or spend as much money on him as you think you should list. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to believe. I just know that they have not looked right. The Cleveland thing, though, just classic. You know, they, it was the Saints made everybody sweat out that tease, worry about it, fret about it, and and then they ended up covering them. The other ones, the other obvious teasers were the Chargers' bills. That game was over yeah. in five minutes. And then Rams-Cardinals was over in like three minutes, as we predicted on Friday. So Right. Uh, Chargers' Bills was over in uh, 30 minutes, uh, according to one of the players. <laughs> Freaking just, just retired. retired yeah, Vontae Davis. Davis. Shout out to him. I, uh, you know, it's funny. I was as it was going on. I was I was telling the story to the fellows about my four year old who wants to quit soccer because the other teams are just better. And as as I'm telling that story, I saw your tweet on this. Like you said, unreal or incredible. About I'm like. Oh, this, yeah, that's what this is. This is a four-year-old quitting the team because everybody else is better. <laughs> there's, no, there's no prospects. Who, so who bizarre. You, set the odds for me right now. Let's go to the, uh, let's go to the Captain Morgan's Fake Believe Casino. Impromptu. Who has oh. the first pick in the draft next year, the Bills or the Cardinals? Oh, man. 
I have to see their schedule. Let me see. That <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm going to give you a week. We'll answer this a week from now. Okay. It's well, too we important. Could, we could eliminate both of those, right? We like to cross teams off. They're, they're definitely gone. Yeah, I had in my notes, I had cross-offs, Buffalo and Arizona. We're two weeks in, we've crossed <laughs> off two teams. I'll be honest, I'm. you could talk me into crossing the Giants off, too. Uh, I was going to say the Raiders are sniffing around, too. but um, Yeah, but did you watch that out. game, though? The Raiders game? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was yeah. the best cars looked in two years, and they kind of the Broncos kind of stole that game. The Gruden. No, I know, but I, that's what that's what makes it worse. They like they have that loser feel to them. Like no matter what, they're going to be they're going to go down. And I think with the Chargers being as good as they are and the Chiefs, um, I think they're, there's, they're in a lot of trouble. We don't I, have to cross them off yet. I think Buffalo and Arizona are unequivocal crossoffs. Arizona, so there bad. was some stat that they didn't get over the the. Uh, to the Rams end of the field until the last yeah, play of the game. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did see that. And yeah. it was the first time since God knows how long, but they're awful and Buffalo's awful. Arizona- and the Rams, Gurley was 19 for 42 on the ground. It just seemed like he could have scored from anywhere at any time. Only 19 for 42. Stuck his head in the end zone anytime he could, but uh, the Rams are dynamite. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Football season is underway. I'm sure a lot of us already have major regrets about our season-long fantasy teams. I'm not one of them. I'm 2-0 in both of my leagues, including the one with nephew Kyle. The Deflators are 2-0, baby. Yeah. Mahomes and Rivers. Yeah, we got two quarterbacks in this league. And we got two good ones. But, you know, you never know. You got to cover your bets. That's why I am so excited to be playing on FanDuel all season. At FanDuel, you get the excitement of researching and building your team every week. It's never been more fun and more easy. Something for everyone. It's got a gridiron pick'em contest every week. I used up the, I think the Rams and the Chargers. I'm, I'm, I advanced. I made it through two weeks. A free contest, by the way. All you need to do is pick winners, no spreads. 10K split amongst the pickers. My favorite way to play uh, daily fantasy: single entry contests. I had Mahomes this week. I did one on Fanduel. I did a fifty dollar uh, single entry, and I got let down by some people out there. You know who you are. There's some other people out there that hurt my feelings. Alvin Kamara, you were one of them. This week's spike contest, only $5 to enter with a 100K prize pool in first place is 10K. Join this week's spike contest. You could even play against me. Fine. Twist my arm. I'll do more fantasy. FanDuel.com slash BS. New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash BS. Do it for the BS podcast. It's free for God's sakes. The least you can do is join Fandle. Back to sell. All right, we're back. You and I, we've we've both been on this Rams thing where, and this was one of your picks on Lock It In, Lock It In this week on Friday, mm-hmm. that the Rams are one of those old school, like '90s, early '90s Cowboys type teams where they don't they don't take their foot off the pedal, right. keep going. They have the lead. They they keep throwing, almost like borderline running it up, but mm-hmm. they've done a nice job of extending leads. And and I had them in a tease, which I won on with them and the chargers, but I, I wish I had just taken them straight up too. I don't know what I was thinking. Arizona, especially well, Sam Bradford. Is there a better matchup for the Rams defense and Wade Phillips than Sam Bradford? You know exactly what you're getting with that guy, right? True. true. How is he going to hurt you? Uh, he's going to hurt Larry Fitzgerald. That's about it. With these, uh, the way he's leading him over the middle and everything. But, yeah. The, they were not. They weren't going to break fourteen. At some point, and poor just, David Johnson. Anyone who drafted him in fantasy that that's not an offense that's going to score a lot of touchdowns this year. 
Yeah, at some point, just get Josh Rosen out there and let's see what we got. Because Sam Bradford well, so should. Know. So who goes next? That's another one that we could get. Is Rosen, Rosen Mayfield? Who am I missing? Who's the third one? Uh, uh, Mayfield. The, the only May- three that haven't started. But Mayfield should be playing. Tyrod's. You done, think he'll play Thursday? Tyrod's done jack shit. I don't know. I don't know if I'd play him on a Thursday game. I would probably. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's our Thursday night matchup: Jets Browns. Yeah, I know. It, it yeah. just, it just, uh, they showed the promo. I just started laughing. I would, <laughs> I would not start him on a Thursday night game. I would do it right after this Thursday game. Um, I would give him the ten days to really try to figure out what you have. The thing is, that I mean, I'm not the first person to say this. The Browns could and should be two and zero, and the Browns' defense is actually pretty good. I, I think they're not in the bottom fifteen defenses. I think they make stuff happen. So. Um, oh man, I wanted them to tie so badly because the press conference has become more and more bizarre as you rack up the ties, right? I mean, if they're all zero and two, how I would have loved to see the positive spin Hugh Jackson puts on it and everybody else. Oh, oh and two is that, that is that couldn't have ever happened before. Oh, I don't think so. Two no. tie has a team ever having two ties happened before? Can't imagine that's happened before. Who one Maybe. of your one of the uh, degenerate trifecta from your podcast against all odds. You yeah. mentioned how they wanted to bet the under on ties. What was the right. under on ties? The uh, it was like one over uh, over a hat that there would be a tie was minus uh, two forty, so that there wouldn't be one would be was plus two hundred. And then they changed it this week after this week after there was a tie. They said, "All right, same thing. Over one and a half ties is minus two forty. Under is plus two hundred. And so, they just keep racking up ties. Yeah. So which trifecta member was the one who wanted to bet Darren, that? Darren, the parlay kid. Yeah, so all the, over it. My favorite part of this was the parlay kid was on Twitter denying that he actually <laughs> made the bet. I talked about it. I never actually went through with the bet. It was, it was like Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court uh, hearings. I'm not going to confirm or deny whether he, whether he jumped on that one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, the Browns. You knew there was going to be a lot of comedy from that hard knock season, and they've delivered mm-hmm. in spades. I, the funny thing is, if you wave your field goal kicker this weekend, it's not like seven other teams don't need a field goal kicker. So what do you do? Right. And what happened to the poor the Korean kicker who came on my podcast for who was on the Chargers for two games and and shanked like one kick and has never been seen know. again? Why can't that guy come back? That guy missed well, like he- two kicks. Nephew Kyle has a tattoo of his face on his uh, on his bosom, <laughs> but that, that's about it, I think. Nephew Kyle <laughs> will get a tattoo of this guy if if he saves the Brown season. <laughs> I think the Brown season might be salvageable. I think they're not going to be terrible, but they were in a lot of games last year too. They just can't can't win. They just don't know how to put it away. Here's my roadmap to save the Browns: the Jets kill them on Thursday night in their own three, and they fire Hugh. And then anybody comes in and brings them the 10 and six and they sneak in. Right. Not inconceivable. Actually, interesting. the way the AFC looks, that could be nine and seven. Right? What could be nine and seven? You might, you might make the playoffs being nine and seven oh, in the oh, AFC, the right? Sixth seed. Yeah. Do you have, yeah, maybe. You have six I mean, who's teams? Better, who's better than they, we thought they'd be? Like the Bengals? I mean, we, we like them. The I, Jets are probably going to go away. I don't know about Tennessee. Well, you know who's uh, who's six and zero right now. The three, who's that? the three Florida teams. Florida's undefeated this year. Is that right? Yeah. 
I looked that I didn't up. Look at that. I had my crack analytics staff. They looked mm-hmm. that up. They added up the two and O's on the three Florida teams. <laughs> and it's Wait a six minute. Miami two and O, Jacksonville two and O, Tampa two and O. Yeah, that two, two, two. Yeah, you're right. That's six. That adds up That's to exactly six and O. So what we did there was we added up the wins. But um, <laughs> we did. but yeah, so I it, are six AFC teams going to get to ten wins? I would say the only the only locks is there a lock? Would you say any AFC teams a lock to get to ten wins? Well, barring injury, I love the Chiefs. Okay, uh, come on, your Patriots are going to have ten wins. Like I think the Rams are a lock to get ten wins. I think something catastrophic would have to happen. Like they would have to crash their bus or right. something, and guys would have to break kneecaps and things. Mm-hmm. I don't see any way they don't get to 10 wins. I don't feel like there's an AFC team that I completely like. You and like I, the Patriots. The Patriots are going to go 4-1 uh, and one or 5-1 or and one in the division. All right. Are we, are we going to do fine. this now? You're fine. I don't feel like we're fine. I don't feel like we're bad. I just, this is going to be a big test of the Brady-Belichick infrastructure. There are a lot of people on this team now that have not been part of uh of the of the good times. Right, I know. But what just went what wrong went wrong today? Like did they I understand sometimes teams just want it more and there was a little bit of a payback factor. I mean a lot of bit of a payback factor with Jacksonville AFC championship. But talk about taking your foot off the pedal. It wasn't Belichick football. Fourth and one a couple of times. You could have yeah. gone for it. Could have figured something out. And it didn't seem kind of seemed like he was giving the game to him. It's very strange. I did not enjoy it. It it all started on that first drive. Gronk got just blatantly held right in front of the dude. They didn't call it because they you're not allowed to call a PI on Gronk. And then the guy landed on Brady, which was a new rule this year. He he followed right. through and tackled him, and then put his whole body in. They didn't call it. And then uh-huh. the Jags came down and scored seven nothing. Comes back down fourth and inches, and Belichick punted. Why? Yeah, and and we we were near midfield at that point too, right? And yeah. when he whenever he does that, I always feel like he doesn't believe in the team. I know that's crazy, really? but I've been watching this guy for two decades, and it's like when he's all in on the team, we, we just it's no brainer. I just think there's a lot of guys in this team that he doesn't have a feel for. Like Patterson's a mess. I, you can understand why why the Vikings gave up on him. I I don't. He's not a typical Pats guy. They really miss. That Edelman, Amendola, security blanket guy—they don't have that this year until Edelman comes back. Like it's third and well, seven. Get Edelman back, but he's a slot guy. But yeah, who do you put on that right side? Like the Philip Dorsett seemed like he was going to be the guy for a minute. They took him week, out. They took him out today. They took out nothing. They doubled Gronk. They just they they knew Dorsett was going to be the other like possession guy, and uh, you know, and then Sony Michelle just looked rusty. I, I'm not willing to jump to whatever on him yet. But, and then the left tackle Waddle was, you know, he, he gave up the biggest play of the game. Um, Who would you be most more upset about if they signed Josh Gordon or Des Bryant? Uh, I, Josh Gordon just set the money on fire. Seriously. I, but I that's better than what you have now at number two there, right? I just, you sign him and he does well for two games and then he like doesn't show up on Thursday. You can't sign that guy. There's no way that guy right. flies on the Pats. I, I got to uh, be honest, like... We'll send Des your way. I'm not a Des fan, but I do feel like he's better than Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. At, least you, at least he can't separate from anybody, but at least he can, like, catch the ball in traffic and stuff. I think he'll they just... He'll catch the ball, he'll complain, he'll get pass interference calls. 
I think I think I'm starting to think he's a decent fit right now for this team. Uh, well, Brady, we'll know when Brady does interviews tomorrow. We'll know if he kind of sends the bat signal out for a receiver. Would yeah. be my guess. I my fear is that Wes Welker is probably like catching balls in a warehouse right now. Stay tuned for another comeback. They play the Lions next week, which I think is is good for them. By the way, I have a. You're gonna be excited. I made a list. I actually did some work for the pod. You proud of me? Sunday night. What is it? What happened? Um, it's my list. I power ranked all the terrible early season Belichick Brady era losses in the first four or five weeks of the season and over the last two decades that lead what? to the the Boston sports media freaking out and saying it's over and all that. I power ranked them. Coming in at number wow. one. Monday night against the Chiefs in 2014, which is Remember when Trent that. Dofer, yep. Trent Dofer, what did he say? The Patriots are done. It's over or whatever he said. Yeah. That's number one. Um, or was that 15? No, it was 14. Well, they, they, no, Cause they, I was suspended. Well, they, they made the Super Bowl that year, right? Yeah. yeah I was suspended because right. I was the only person who either liked the Pats or was associated covering the Pats or whatever, who didn't, mm who didn't say they were done after that game because I wasn't allowed to tweet. You weren't allowed to speak. Yeah. yeah. So nobody actually you, knows you my thoughts. Too. I always believed as far as everyone out there knows. I always believed right. even after that Chiefs game. <laughs> Number two, Buffalo, 2003. Oh yeah. That was when uh, they traded Drew Bledsoe and they lost 31 to nothing. There's a okay. page two column way back when that I wrote 15 years ago about that and a Red Sox loss same day. Uh, number three, San Diego, 2005. I am rating number four today, Jacksonville, 2018. Really? Number five, KC last year, the Monday night game. And then after that, yeah. Zona, 2012, Jets, 2009, Denver, 2006. My point is, this happens pretty much every other year with the Brady Belichick Pats and everybody freaks out and it's fine and they'll be fine. Well, you shouldn't freak out because they were anywhere from a one to a two and a half point favorite. So they weren't really, they weren't supposed to dominate this game. And a lot of those, actually a lot of those games you just listed, they were only like a three point favorite in, but, um, yeah. And by the way, kudos to the Jags. They played really well. Bortles was fantastic. They really Col did. Cole was one of the best receivers of the day. He made some awesome catches. They had a great game plan. They, I don't think you're going to come up with a better catch than that one he made. Where yeah. It was like, where he whipped his arm around like a pitching machine and held on to the ball. I and mean, I guess you could do a flip and do that, and it would, it would be a little better. But and Grant, Grant uh, was really dangerous as their kind of Shane Vereen-type running back, Darren Sproles-type running mm -hmm. back. And I thought their front seven got a lot of push. They totally output, totally outplayed the Pats. And but it's so weird with the pros and Joes and everything. We have like Todd Furman on this Lock It In show, and he's yeah. he's a he's a pro, and he's a Vegas guy and Vegas line lot line analyst. And I'm like, all right, go ahead, take the Jags all you want, but tell me how they're going to score 30 points because that's what they're going to need to win this game. A and B, Leonard Fournette. It doesn't matter that he's not playing. Like, nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's just the feel. It's just pros versus Joes. Does I don't care. As long as it's not Hillary, doesn't matter. Like it, it, it really, you get the same idea. Like, wow. what goes through these guys' heads, and then it happens. It makes you think part of this game is fixed. I hate to say it. Well, I will say the one thing that I didn't like when I when the game started was when they were talking. I was like ninety seven degrees. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, that's probably not good for. That's a stat I, we hadn't seen all week, right? Yeah, that's not good for our forty one year old QB. But I do feel like it, everything went the Jags' way, and they played great. 
Um, if the Pats had scored on that opening drive, who the hell knows? Um, I thought Bortles was good. They let the Pats back in, and then Brady got stripped on uh, on the biggest play of the game. And then weirdly, mm-hmm. Belichick punted with what was that, Kyle? Fourth and one, eight minutes yeah. left. Belichick yeah. punted. It was like he just wanted to get out of there. I didn't like yep. it. I don't. I don't love what I'm seeing from this Pats team from a talent standpoint. Would be my one note because I do think. You know, whiffing yet again on a first round pick because the guy got hurt, but the guy who was supposed right. to be the left tackle got hurt. And then not having a pick from Deflategate. So you basically have two non first rounders or two whiffs for first rounders in this team. I use the word whiff liberally, but. Um, the the, not the great. best thing that happened to the Patriots is that the Jets are not good. We know now. They're, they're not, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're, they're not going to be the surprise team that gets 10 or 11 wins. Miami could be okay. The Bills are. Just walk away. They're done. So 10 and 6, 11 and 5 is going to win the division, even if they lose this week. Well, Miami Miami has a chance to be the team that goes 10 and 6, but doesn't beat a team with a winning record. (laughs) Right? Right. There's that team every year, and I think they're a candidate for that. Yeah, I think the best thing that happened to the Pats is just that they get to stay in the AFC. It's like if they had the Bengals Mm -hmm. in their division, or even a team like the Chargers, you'd go, oh, man. You know, somebody can get them, but I don't think as long as they get to ten wins, I think they're okay. Um, let's do let's do a little guest alliance Thursday night. Oh, let's do it Thursday night. Cleveland at home with the new kicker and the same coach against <laughs> the New York Football Jets. I pick the Browns to be favored by three points. Are right, you going to nail it exactly? I have a problem making the Browns favored by any points because they haven't won a they haven't won a one in thirty one over the last two years. Yeah. This helps because they haven't won on a Sunday in like three years, but this is a Thursday game. So that's good. You got it exactly. It's minus three. I had minus one. I am going to make a recommendation that nobody wagers on this game. Yeah. It's a stay away. If you wager on this game, you have a gambling problem. Uh, much like me gambling on the Giants-Cowboys game tonight, a game that I put no thought into all week, but then it was 5 o'clock, and I started texting you, and I was like, hey, what do you think? You like the Giants. We buy it. And then classic. I led you astray, too. I no, apologize no. for that. I, I, so I wanted down, so you. down on my team. Yeah. I wanted you to like the Giants because I wanted to bet on them, but I, I didn't know. If you had sent me the text back like, I don't know, watch out for my guys, I would have backed up. No, my guys are bad, like I said. But I, but this is the worst I've seen Eli look. And you just wonder, you know, he's got weapons too. He's obviously got OBJ. He's got uh, he's got Barkley who swings out of the backfield, does nice things, and he has Ingram as a tight end. You just wonder what would this guy do with the Jacksonville receivers or somebody, uh, you know, a lesser staff or Tennessee. Like he's he's only hanging on because he has talent uh, around him. Not not on that offensive line, by the way. I think another five or six sacks, but. He's a disaster. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to put Eli behind that line. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just gonna lose. And that Giants were a team we talked about before the season. We were like, ah, some somebody from the NFC East is gonna be surprisingly decent, other than the Eagles. And we didn't know who it was. And now I still don't know who it is after two weeks. No. But I didn't realize their offensive line was that bad. I will say. Um, from a talent standpoint, Barkley is way, 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 way up there. Like for, for sure. running backs I've watched in my lifetime, 
it is hard to imagine a running back that brings more to the table than that dude does. He's really, uh, I mean, Collinsworth called it out in the first quarter. He made like the first, like four times he got the ball. Each time he made the first tackler miss. And he, he yeah. must've made, how many tacklers do you think he made miss in that game? Like 15? Yeah, a lot. And he's kind of bruising too. Like he'll, he kind of, he can barrel you also, which, and I think he's a decent blocker too, from what I'm reading. So, yeah, he kind of does it all. That's what I mean. They, they need him uh, as an offensive lineman as much as anything. He's spectacular, but they should have taken Sam Darnold. Yeah. In retrospect. If you they, if we had all the information we have now, it's just harder to uh harder Yeah, probably. To and especially since Darnold Barkley will probably be 1-2 for rookie, offensive rookie of the year all year long, it yeah. seems. So the, uh, the New York media is going to have a field day with that. But I don't know. With this Jets-Cleveland game, I might not watch that much unless it's Mayfield, Donald. I don't see a lot of uh, storylines that are intriguing here. That's awful. Hey, you know, we forgot to, I forgot to bring up the fight, the Saturday night, Triple oh, G yeah. and Canelo. Let's do that before we get to the Sunday games. Um, uh, I had it six rounds to six. If you told me I had to pick a winner, even though I thought it was probably a draw, um, I had it slightly shaded to Canelo, slightly. Yeah, wow. Um, I so thought, what, so you had, did you have him winning six of the first like eight rounds? Um, I think I had, because him up, I thought triple G won the only convincing rounds that were won. I thought he, those, those were his, and I thought he had like three of those. I thought I had, I can't remember which one, but I had Canelo winning one of the last four. I had it five, three Canelo heading into mm-hmm. nine. And then I thought G won three of the last four, but I, the power punches he landed, it was like 143 to 113 or something for power punches. Um, Triple G's face yep. looked a little worse. Triple it's G it. had better. His best two rounds were better than any two Canelo rounds. I just thought right. it was a classic draw. What was weird to me was that Canelo basically won because somebody gave him the 12th round, one of the three judges. Yeah. And, and I you have to think like, you know, all right, you think the judges – do, you know, they score each round based on the, the round itself. But if you have 6-5, if you have Canelo 6-5 going into the last round, do you want to submit a card that has a draw? Like, you're probably going to give that to Canelo. Like, I, I wonder if that goes through the scorer's heads. Like, uh, I don't want to make this another draw. But what do you do now? Is there a third fight? And then if Triple G wins, is there a fourth fight? Or is he just too old for this? Like, if I'm Triple G, unless you really want the money, which is obviously the factor. I'm like, I can't beat this guy. They won't let me beat this guy. If it's 8-4, maybe I could beat this guy. But um, it's yeah. tough. I feel bad for him. I don't think he should be 0-1-1 after two fights. It's in the, Yeah, that, you, made the, you texted me that yesterday, and I thought that was a great point. After 24 rounds, uh, Canelo should not be 1-0-1 against Golovkin. Mm-hmm. It, should, it should be split down the middle. Those 24 rounds are about as even as you can get. I think I've been watching boxing my whole life. These guys are about as even as I can remember for a feud. Yeah. I can't, even as you're watching the fight and I was with my friend Ness was, was with me last night and every round we we're like, ah, who do you think won that one? And then Letterman would come in the HBO judge. All right. All right, Jim. Uh, I thought that went to <laughs> triple G again. And, and he would do his, he had Triple G up by like four points. I was like, I I don't know what the score is, but he Triple G is definitely not up by four points. No, but that, but then that was early on. But then he came in. He's like, I really have no idea, Jim. Yeah, that was, I've, I've <laughs> never right. heard that from him before. No, it's hard. 
It was well. One thing that was weird. I think Triple G landed six body punches, like six body shots, which is astoundingly low. Yeah. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, if you're apt to to pull for the uh, Mexican style, then Canelo is sure. You, I then he is gonna win these rounds. So um, also he's a younger fighter, and they want him advancing. If there's not gonna be a a, a third rematch or a second rematch, it feels like we have to have a third one. I think they yeah. should just keep fighting every six months until somebody gets knocked down. Whoever gets knocked down, so. the, the whole series ends and that person's declared the winner. It was a good right. one though. Um, I it's weird, but it's weird where I can't even really describe the fight in a sentence. It it was like mm-hmm. oh, and then Canelo started moving back, or like it was just kind of they just kept kind of kept going at each other. Nobody was. It- Re- nobody really wore the hat of like, oh, now I'm going to box for a couple rounds. It was just every mm-hmm. round they're just kind of going at it, and it was really hard to figure out who was winning. <laughs> I well, Alvarez it. Alvarez was more active than he was in the first fight. I yes, thought, especially early on. Yeah, and, and yet I still feel worse for Triple G this time. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he was definitely way less afraid of uh, Triple G this time, which is funny because in the pre-fight stuff, I heard him say that. That he was like, I my big regret, I should have, he couldn't hurt me and I gave him too much respect. I'm not going to do that this time. I was like, all right, whatever, whatever, Canelo. But he really did. He wasn't afraid of him and he took hits from him the whole fight. Well, Great fight. It was certainly worth the 84.95. For sure. Oh, you got it in HD, huh? Wow. <laughs> 84.95. <laughs> What's been the most expensive pay-per-view? Was it Mayweather, uh, Mayweather McGregor? Well, well, was Mayweather that 99? Yeah, was triple digits, right? I think so. So I'm not getting that uh, one. Those guys are fighting it. I'm not getting that. That's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. Nobody wants that. I hope that doesn't no. happen. Yeah. Settle down. So what happened during the fight? So the fight was bad, the first fight. And then Mayweather became a billionaire Yeah. after that. And Pacquiao said bad things about gay people. And Pacquiao has a loss, another bad loss on his right. Like, what, what, what should excite us about this rematch? I don't understand. Cousin Kyle or nephew Kyle got a tattoo of Pacquiao's <laughs> face. I don't know. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Talk about Starbucks double shot. Starts with bold Starbucks coffee blended with milk for a smooth, creamy, delicious flavor. Enhanced with ginseng, guarana, and B vitamins. Double shot is available in six delicious flavors. Mocha, vanilla, hazelnut, white chocolate, coffee, Mexican mocha. It's an energy coffee drink that not only tastes great, but gives you the energy to go from point A to point done. Nephew Kyle was over at my house today watching football, and I ran out of Starbucks double shot. I had to send him and my daughter to Starbucks to get me a Vente iced coconut latte. Thanks for that. Yeah, good morning, Kyle. Thank you for that. Uh, But if I'd had more Starbucks double shot in my fridge, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So send me some more. Starbucks double shot energy to do the things you actually do. Like today I needed energy. I was exhausted from sitting in the same place for six hours watching football. Find it in your local convenience store, Starbucks, double shot. All right, back to stuff. All right, we're back with the uh, with the Sunday games. So I have this as the marquee game. LA versus LA. Yeah, Ram- sure. Rams, Chargers. This is going to be a fun one. I, I don't know how the Chargers are going to blow this game, but they're going to blow it. And I don't know if they're going to cover, but they might. I have the Rams four and a half point favorites. I put this thing right in the Vegas zone, Sal. I went slightly higher. It's five, and Vegas is going 
even slightly lighter higher with minus seven. Whoa. Full minus seven for Ooh. the Rams. Yeah. I don't know. Would the Rams play week one? Now I'm trying to think. Like, Nobody. They... Nobody good. But I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how much they're beating Vegas up. I mean, obviously, they there's a lot of liability on uh, on them this week. Against Rams the played uh, Rams played the always dangerous Oakland Raiders in round one. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that was another night game. Yeah, they got, they've lost a lot of money on the Rams already. Well, this line's too high, although they are begging us to tease it. I think the Rams are good. The, the, what I want to see from them is fall behind a little bit and Goff is pressured a little bit and Goff has to make some plays. Let's see it. That's I next. think we have to keep riding them. I think this is our hot um, blackjack streak. I know you had them last year all the way till, as far as they went. but I've had money on them both weeks, them and the Chiefs. I'm happy to just keep throwing them together until one of us gets one of them we screws to. us. Yeah. It's the only way to get your head above water. I will say with the Chargers, it's a dangerous team if they're down 13 with two minutes left and they have the ball. Mm-hmm. Like for the, they, they have a lot of garbage time TD potential. Right. And that Mike Williams looks like he's, he's, uh, he's back. They're fun, man. This is going to be both are fun offenses and their defense step up when they need to. This, this, um, you know, obviously I wouldn't be surprised either way, but uh, I'm riding the Rams. We have to do it. Okay. Poop Fecta. I got By the two- way, underdogs, talking about like overreacting to week one. Yeah. Underdogs, if you include Thursday, Bengals ended up a slight underdog, 10 and 5 against the spread. So we should remember that for next year. Yeah, there were, there were like three lines in week two that I knew were off by a couple points based on week one overreactions. And Stupidly, I I like the overreaction team and like I think yeah. all three. Redskins Colts mm-hmm. should not have been Redskins by six. Because Yeah, I I was terrible with that one. I no, I was with you. I, I had them Redskins I had the Redskins in a tease. But like if you just think about it, the Colts played a really good game against the Bengals and almost won, and then the Bengals beat Baltimore four days later. So the Bengals are clearly above average and maybe even good. And then the right. Redskins killed this Arizona team that now we have the knowledge that they're horrific and right. we, everybody overreacted and suddenly was washed in by six. It was just stupid. I think well, everyone overreacted also to Adrian Peterson. And, and I think Crowder was their leading rusher today. I think he had like right. 29 yards or something. And the other one that was clearly too high was the Niners, which I felt, which is why I stayed away. I didn't put them in anything. I think I even picked the lions in the, uh, in our picks pool, but just classic. That was a garbage, a little bit of a garbage backdoor, I thought. Oh, it totally was. But I'm just, yeah. the Niners, there's not a lot of teams they should be favored by six points over, I guess is right. my point. It's not like they're, it's not like they're, and I thought the, pit, the Steelers Chiefs game was a stay away of all stayaways. And I think, I think I was proven right because, I mean, that, that law opened at five and a half. Chiefs were favored by, or yeah. the Steelers were favored by, and they, were, they had no right being that high. The other one, I thought the Broncos Raiders line was probably a mm-hmm. tiny bit too high considering we have no idea what the hell is going on with the Broncos. And right. as it turned out, they won but didn't cover. But that, it was just, we should remember this for next year. There's probably three games with teams that aren't playoff teams that, that overreaction extra two points. One thing that jumped out in that Broncos game for me is uh, that the running backs, that Lindsay is really good. 
I don't know how many uh, you out there listening actually watched even two minutes of that Denver game, but uh, that between him and Freeman and Case Keenum and Sanders and the Broncos aren't horrible. Like they can move the ball and get a little bit of a pass rush, even though they almost blew that game. They're not. They're not bad. Was my take. Yeah, I think they have to figure out who their goal line back is because they keep, you know, it's fine to do running backs by committee, but they had Freeman and Lindsey. And then uh, I think Demarius Thomas dropped like three or four passes today. Like they could have been. He was bad. They, they, they probably could have been in the lead uh, for most of the fourth quarter if, uh, if not for that. All right, Poop Fecta. Poop Fecta game number one. Dolphins at home. Sorry, Dolphins. I know you're 2 0, but you're playing the Raiders. And. I just judge this stuff by, I have four TVs. There's only so many games you could put on them. Is there any chance Dolphins Raiders cracks a TV for even two minutes? Um, the answer is no. That's why they're in the poop factor. I have the Dolphins favored. I think there's going to be a point overreaction here. I think the line should be three, but I'm going to say Dolphins by four over the Raiders. I had four as well. It's, a little bit of an overreaction, only three and a half right now. And uh, yeah, I, I, Jet, Dolphins Jets didn't even really make my TV. I had to switch, I had to look for that one. But uh, Dolphins I Raiders, I, not I, a good one. Nephew Kyle was with me all day today. I, how many minutes of Dolph, Dolphins Jets did we watch, Kyle? Commercials, really? Just yeah, between commercials. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> he was, was admiring his tattoo. He wasn't he watching was, it. He was like, oh, I can't, can't wait to see Tate and Titus. They're going to be so fired <laughs> up. I got the tattoo. <laughs> Those guys are really going to let me in now. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so happy I didn't get a BS pod tattoo. <laughs> uh, bitter old men here. <laughs> Vikings bills. The Vikings got to win that game, though, right? That, if he's 0-3, he's got to win one of these. It's funny. <laughs> Winnable we, games. We bet on the Raiders under, which is looking really good now that they're 0-2. Yeah. It's so what is it? They have to. It's seven or less and we win. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So they'd have to go eight and six the rest of the way to beat us. I'm feeling confident. No way. Even if we didn't have that bet, it would just be so goddamn fun to root against John Gruden every week. I. It's just 12 years of frustration by how crappy he was as a Monday Night Football guy. He's really yeah. one of my least favorite announcers. I thought he said nothing. I couldn't stand listening to him. And now I'm enjoying <laughs> watching his ass get kicked every every uh, every weekend in in wearing his little Raiders warm up. And they haven't played the Chiefs or the Chargers yet. They still have four more games against them. Yeah. Vikings, Bills, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I went to 17. That's right. Vikings wow. minus 17. That's how I couldn't. I kept trying to think what number would make me want to take the Bills against that Vikings, you know, the receivers, the defense, the crowd. And it, it took 17 to get me to bite. I feel like I overshoot these giant spreads a lot, so I stayed under 14. I said 13 and a half. Good job by you, Billy. 17, exactly. Oh, oh wow. You nailed Thank you. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Th- say that OSP guys. Let's see if they got that. We got that one. No way. Um, <laughs> I, it's, I, I still like the Vikes. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're there. I don't think we're at a number yet. <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> I mean, 21, 20, 21, maybe uh, Maybe Coach Zimmer shows mercy on them, but um, a lot of garbage yards for um, for Allen, right? Garbage Today. yards. I mean, they had a player retire at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> 17 points seems fair. Shout it actually out. inspired them a little bit. They came out and played a little bit better, at least for the third quarter. 
Yeah, they were wor- they were they were worried. They channeled their fear for where he went into uh, into the performance. <laughs> I gotta I gotta give credit to Kirk Cousins. House was on the Pod Friday, and we were talking about. I really wanted to take Minnesota in Green Bay, and the thing that was holding me back was I couldn't imagine Kirk Cousins beating Aaron Rodgers and in Lambo. I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around that, and I was like, I have to stay away. I need to see it from Kirk Cousins. Now yeah. I wasn't wrong because he didn't beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau because they didn't win. And if you actually watch that game, Clay Matthews saved his ass with a real a, another stupid penalty. Well, and, but that was a bad. The last week was he should, he deserved it. This week, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're, yeah. I don't know. It's like you're playing with your son and you you, you fall on him. Like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. What are you supposed to do anymore? The, and that that was his second interception in a row, right? Cousins, and that would have. Buried them. It would have buried them. But he did make a couple of really nice throws to keep him yeah. in and was good down the stretch. And um, and I think Clay Matthews is going to be probably within a year or less in a WWE event. I think that'll be it for him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's playing football in a year. But I do think he could be in hell in the cell. Um, yeah. Third poop Fecta game, Bears at Arizona. Arizona is just permanent. Bills and Arizona are just permanent poop Fecta. You know, someone um, texted me, uh, tweeted or something, asked why we start with the poop factor after the best game, and why don't we just, why do we, we should watch do the we zip through and it. then barely watch. We zip through it. Why you want to you want to relegate no, the poop factor to the I end? I, I just thought you might want to explain yourself. We zip through it. I like the poop. I like going through the poop factor because I never right. think these. But games we start get. with the. Oh, I guess we start. We start with the marquee, though, right? Yeah, but we're supposed to go through the poop factor a little bit faster. And, oh, okay, I didn't know yeah, that. All right, that's my, that's my fault. <laughs> I had the Bears three and a half in Arizona. Uh, yeah, you get this. I don't know why. I'm stupid. I said two and a half, and it's five. Hmm. You're beating me so far. All right. The barely watchables. I have uh-huh. Philly at home against Indianapolis. Philly just classic Super Bowl hangover season so far for them. Definitely uh, a little of the spark is, yep. is not there. I have. The, I like what I'm seeing from Luck. He looks okay. I don't know if he's the guy from four years ago, but he's not that far away and they can throw the ball and do some stuff. It's not a great team. I do not like anything I'm seeing from the Eagles. And uh, and I think this line's going to be too high. I have the Eagles by six. Wow. I mean, all your analysis led me to a place where I thought you were going to go low here. You looked at these lines. I said five and a half. I swear to six. God, I didn't. I mean, this is like three in a row exactly, right? But we see this every year, though. I think Vegas gives a lot of respect to a couple of the good teams from the previous year, and this year it's the Saints and the Eagles. They have Uh not shown us that they are the same team as they were last year in any way, and yet they're going to keep getting the respect until halfway through. How many subpar or average Nick Foles performances is it going to take before you, you, you become a cutter? (laughs) <laughs> like Patriots fans must be, this is infuriating, right? Kyle, I may have brought that up to you today. Yeah. As we watched Nick Foles sail like an easy touchdown pass over the, uh, into the first row of the stands or something. I was like, oh yeah. my God. And he had his stats. He, he came back a little me. bit because, was, you know, they were in prevent, but yeah, not impressive. Well, I think Wentz is coming back next week. Yeah. That oh, was it next week. I'll tell you one thing I'm tired of seeing. And, next week. Next, yeah, week. next not, week. Not Indianapolis. It's either I think it's either this week or next week once it's back. 
I'm tired of uh, hearing or watching anything about the Philly special. That play can go fuck itself right in uh, the eyeballs. God, I wish we had stopped that. That Thursday game, the first Thursday game, they if you had the over on there, if you had over nine and a half mentions of Philly special and the reviewing a clip of it, you, you, you would have locked in. Yeah. Ten easily. That play can go to hell. <laughs> Next barely watchables. Packers at home again, Lambo. A grimacing one legged air. No, wait, wait. They're at Washington before oh, you. Oh, my bad. Oh, I'm gonna change my guess. All right, the Packers at Washington. I thought this game was in Green Bay and you just told me it was in Washington. That's all right. so I'm gonna have to redo my guess. I'm gonna say Packers by three. Let's see what happens now. I hate that. I hate every everything about what just went down there. Is I it, said two and a half. It's exactly three. You got it. They had their first taste of like the shitty Alex Smith game, the the uh, uh-huh. Redskins fans, which will happen from time to time when all those eight to nine yard passes, just the other team's kind of on it and there's no plan B. I do think Chris Thompson might catch 200 passes this year, though. It's very possible. Is he in your team? Yeah. Is he in your fantasy team? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't take him. Didn't I think him. Uh, I think Hench took him. Hench and Dratch. Rodgers does not look right. I'm not. I'm not uh, unveiling any crazy info by saying that. He looks. Uh, he had the. I can't believe I came back for this look on for a good, good out last hour, hour and a half of the game. I have. Um, well, he has like a bone, a bru- bone bruise in his knee, and, and other stuff going on. All right, I'm going to throw it out there. Conspiracy Bill has to enter the fray here. Go ahead. Are we sure Aaron Rodgers? Patrick. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) oh man Uh, are we sure Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a torn ACL are we 100% sure torn like what's right below torn like there's there's, there's strained right below or I'm saying are we sure he doesn't have a torn ACL no I'm not sure about anything like if I if I said my bookie has a prop right now that we're going right. to find out Aaron Rodgers after the season had a torn ACL this whole time and it's plus 800. Would you put it, would you put like 20 bucks on it? Plus 18. Let's go plus 1800. Yeah. I, I mean, I put 20 bucks on anything. I don't care. But, but <laughs> so what are you, are you saying that he knows it and is playing with it or that it was misdiagnosed? Cause a lot of people get fired if he does. No, I'm saying, I'm saying he knows he has a torn ACL and they're just, they, it's like three people know and they're just not saying anything. And he's like, fuck this. I'm not sitting out the season. Has that happened with a quarterback? Really? It happened with Phil Rivers in the 2007 playoffs. He had a torn ACL yeah. and he just played on it and limped around and played through the pain and then got it operated mm-hmm. on after the season. Because thing is, once you tear it, you you can't really do any more damage to it. So if you, right, put, if right. you put a giant brace on it and he just played with a torn ACL and they just didn't say anything. And then after the season, he had it fixed. Mm-hmm. Cause once you have it fixed, you can't play. But if you just, if it's just torn and you just go and you play with the brace, he, he just seems like he's in an unnatural amount of pain. Yeah. For it not to be a major knee injury. This but isn't I would like, announce it anyway. Uh, if you're going to play on it and you know, you're not going to get anyone in trouble. We just announced it. I'd announce every injury. 
Kyle, you should be complaining about it. You should ask for time off for the, the, the pain suffered for the tattoo, you know, like just, just milk it. Right. And if you're putting up great numbers, not you, Kyle, but Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? What do you think your heroes Tate and Titus would say that Aaron Rodgers have <laughs> torn ACL or no? I don't think they would agree. You don't think so? No. Just a theory. I, I have no inside info, by the way. I just think it's, All right. I've never seen a quarterback who seems like he's in more pain with anything. And Rodgers isn't somebody that like milks injuries either. Like I think he's genuinely hurt. And mm. I just would, it would just be, if only he knew and the trainer and like one other person and the coach and they were all like, all right, nobody else knows. How well, do we, how would we know? Even with a torn ACL, I think he kicked for like six teams this year. <laughs> he's putting no weight on his leg when he throws. I've never seen anything right. like it. Like he's he's doing everything, you know, like lopsided. Uh, yeah. Next barely watchable game is the Jags-Titans. The Titans snuck one out. Um, it turns out the Texans might not be good and the Pats look probably better than, the especially their defense might have looked better last week than maybe uh, maybe they were because the yeah. Texans aren't very good. Bums me out when Watson isn't throwing for four touchdowns, right? And I know he went over three hundred, but yeah, it wasn't, a lot of it was garbage comeback time, you know. It does, it does feel very muted this year, year two of the Deshaun Watson. Um, I have the Jags by seven in Jacksonville. Would you have? Well, I said seven. Also, it's six and a half. Could the you Jag- want to tease that? Could you they- want to tease? That's your first one. You want to tease? Could they put the division away if they won this? Interesting. And the Colts lost? Yeah, maybe. Who's beating them in that division? Yeah. You don't like this you don't like the Eagles on a teaser. And what else? You don't like the Rams on a teaser. Well, you should like the Rams on a teaser. Rams Jags could be interesting. I I can't I can't think about betting on the Jags yet. It's it's too close to the pain of today. All right. Yeah, it might Bortles. be a little letdown game. Here's yeah. an idea. It's third and nine. Maybe put a fucking spy on Blake Bortles. Is Matt Patricia still our defensive coordinator? Right. Maybe have one guy <laughs> like just making sure he doesn't scramble because it's like if his first guy's not open, he's running. It's not like he's mm-hmm. standing back for f- six fucking minutes looking for a guy. Like he looks for the first guy. If he's not there, he runs. How hard is this? Yeah. This never would have happened if Bill Belichick was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ravens Broncos in Baltimore. I I I heard some really like I heard Coward on the radio on Friday saying mm-hmm. how don't overreact to this Ravens they are a good team. This is what happens. But I think the Ravens are not a good team. I actually completely disagree with them. I think I think uh they could have gotten completely blown out in that game if Flacco's pass in their triple coverage was intercepted and they're down 28 at halftime. I do not think they're good. Um they're playing well, uh, a- the only thing I'll say is, first of all, it was a Thursday night game. Maybe you throw that out in, in, in sure. the big picture. Uh, okay. And the other thing I'll say is, I'm always, always wrong about the Ravens, and always, I'm always selling them short when they when they're good, and I'm always killing them when they're bad. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't ever pay off for me. Well, first of all, you weren't wrong on Thursday night because we both had the Bengals oh, that's right. and we won. So that's don't right. don't sell yourself short. I have the Broncos like getting. Ago. The Broncos getting five and a half in Baltimore, and I think they can win this game. This is a good money line underdog pick. In my yeah, you opinion. boxed me out again. It's uh, I said six, and it's five. Well, I really didn't think you would do this well. Son of a bitch. Yeah, so this if this is like plus 180, plus 200 range, I think the Broncos are a good 
good uh, underdog Take money. good value. Yeah, I like those. I did it with the Chiefs this week. I like the I like betting the underdog just to win outright in those games that are like somewhere between four and a half and six. Well, so I guess the, what to look at is who is the weird three and O team? Will it be Miami? Will it be Denver? It's going to be Miami. Uh, Miami's playing be Oakland. Be three and O, yeah. They're going to be three and O. Frank Gore now third on the all time list in rushing. And like what? when you sit down with your grandchildren, what are you talking about? That's not true. Didn't he pass Curtis Martin? He's third. Hold on, did I get that wrong? No, I, I, I I'm not. I just, I'm stunned to hear that information. He's third. So he moves into fourth at all time. He's fourth. Nine hours. Frank ago. Gore. Oh, oh, moves on to fourth. Okay, yeah, fourth. All right. So what? Fourth. He passed Curtis Martin. So that's crazy. He's a thousand. He's like twelve hundred yards behind Barry Sanders. So of all the years Frank Gore played. How many of those years were you genuinely excited to have him starting on your fantasy team? Like two? Two and a half? Yeah, probably two. But he, then you play against them and it was it was it was rotten. Was yeah, he, the three <laughs> touchdown game against you, yeah. But um, that said, when I'm bouncing my grandchild on my my knee, God willing, yeah. uh, you know, six months or so. No, whatever, <laughs> down the road. Uh I, I don't know how much I could talk about Frank Gore and how great he was. Could you? Could you get more than two sentences out? I don't even have a Frank Gore story. <laughs> Everybody has a Frank Gore story. No, nah, I don't have one. I no, have I know. Texans-Giants. Another. We have six barely watchables today. Texans-Giants is the next one. This really, I don't know why this isn't in the poop fecta other than it was just out of respect for Deshaun Watson and Saquon Barkley. I mean, you could argue Saquon Barkley should never be in the uh, poop factor rankings, but I have Texans by right. three, and this is an awful game, and I'm probably not going to watch it. What do you have? Why do you have three? The Giants were so bad today. I mean, you're right. It's three and a half, but I had five and a half. Why is this so low? Texans uh, stink. Both 0 and 2. So right. we like to talk about the first coach fired. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite conversations in September. I am not confident Bill O'Brien makes it if they lose this game and they wow. go 0-3 because that team looks lifeless. I, I would say of all of all the shit teams, they're the only one that doesn't really have an excuse right now because they do have talent on both sides of the ball. They and, get off to really slow starts. And really, going and, to Tennessee yeah. early in the year against Blaine Gabbard. Blaine Gabbard. Really didn't even, he didn't even, well, he was 13 for 20 for a buck 71. So I don't know where all this, they just had weird things happen. I think they did, a, they ran a fake punt, right? Yeah. To start the game. That might've been the first drive. And that took the, all the air out of them. Vrabel did, I, I thought uh, Tennessee had a chance to win this division. I think I picked them to make the playoffs because I thought Vrabel was going to be a good coach. And I thought he won this game today. He did some of the yeah, stuff they did, did like, if they're just there's an aggressiveness that that team has, and they have had Blink Abbott as their quarterback, and they're like going for it on fourth and ones up fourteen, and um, there's. A, I would say yeah, you're right. I think he's the only coach today that stole a game. Right, I'm looking through. He these stole now. a game. I don't think they should have ever beaten the Texans. Right. Giants got. I think them. maybe um, Gruden donated a game. We could say that maybe he gets a minus if you do like plus minuses for coaches. Seahawks Cowboys in Seattle. 
We don't know how yeah. how bad, mediocre, or maybe even half decent the Seahawks team is because they play the Bears tomorrow night. You and I both like the we both like the Bears, right? You like the Bears tomorrow night, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I think you know. I have to think Nagy's going to use Trubisky more wisely. Yeah, I have the Seahawks. I'm sorry, this is in Seattle. Yep, I have the Seahawks by three and a half. All right, good. I finally get one. It's uh, it's exactly three. Okay. That's what I had. So your team. The this could be ugly. This could be an ugly game. The Clapper diagrammed his one long ball for Tavon Austin that Prescott actually completed. He got a touchdown out of it. Yeah. Other than that, um, it was pretty gruesome. Not aggressive at all. Not aggr- the, the play calling on offense was not aggressive at all. And I guess it's Lenahan, but yeah, you, you can't rest on your laurels. That up ten nothing, I still thought it was over. Right uh, up twenty to ten, I thought uh, they were going to come back. Right when the Giants got the yeah. onside kick, I'm like, oh, they're just going to get another one here. It's going to be a tie game. You know, no some, confidence in this team. Sometimes you watch these games and you think, like, oh, they definitely scripted out that series. You know, right. like um, who's who's the one today? I was watching. Oh, the Jags. The Jags against the Pats. They clearly were like. Here are our first 10 plays. We're doing this, 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 this. And then if they, if Eric Rose single on Cole, we're going to do this. And they just had a plan. They had these plays that worked. And you watch them and go, all right, they put some thought into this. Right. I watched Dallas and I do not have that feeling. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, yeah. The, they, the Tavon Austin play, they were so delighted at work because it was like the one time Garrett brought a play into work. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I have this idea. We'll have Tavon Austin run a straight line and Dak will try to throw there. Oh, yeah, cool. Let's try that. That'll be great. <laughs> Other than that, they had no plays. What do they do? Well, I have to say, like, they don't have a power running game anymore because of this offensive line. I think it's very average right now. I really yeah. do. And uh, and that's why you have to be more creative. You have to you have to flash Elliott out a few times. You have to, you know, Prescott's got to call his own number. And they're doing it at the wrong times. Yeah, I was excited about Tavon Austin, but that went away quickly. <laughs> When he gets waived in three weeks, you'll you'll always have that moment with him. The wa- <laughs> the watchables three games. These are good ones. Falcons Saints, Falcons in Atlanta hosting. Mm-hmm. AFC the NFC South is clearly the the uh, A list division this this season. Yep. Anytime. By the way, Tampa Bay scares me more than anybody in that division. Yeah. God, what were they like? Plus two thousand. Yeah, right, right there, 1,800 or something. Yeah. 1,800? Man. Great game. Falcons, Saints. Um, the Falcons are just a, a chore to watch. It's just something about all the talent they have. It's always clumsy. It's always choppy. It it just never, never feels like the team has known each other for more than like three or four weeks. And, uh, and it's frustrating to watch them. Even like that Falcons-Panthers game, we... I stayed away. Did you stay away from that game? Yeah, I, I stayed. I, I didn't like it. I, I was I was trying to get your feel on it because I thought the line was very high considering. Yeah, well, suspicious. Considering the Falcons aren't six point six six and a half points better, but it was. Do we just think it was the emotions surrounding the storm and Carolina going on the road? Was that the difference? And the and the offensive line getting banged up. I know they had a tackle, but you had uh, Freeman's out, which I'm starting to think Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Taking the reins by himself is a better better deal anyway. It was like 16 for 107. But uh, they had two defensive players out too, Atlanta. And then sure enough, they're up by two touchdowns. Yeah, when Coleman's out there, that it's a little more scary with the screens and stuff. 
Right. But um, yeah, we both we both like Carolina, but didn't understand why that line was so high, and we got scared off. And as it turned out, right. um, the line was one point too low for the spread, and Atlanta covered. Well, Cam, you talk about this guy. I mean, he. He heaves the ball up. He looks like he's heaving an, an anvil into a river. Like, I really, you, there's no, there's no confidence at all. I don't know about these receivers either. Like Funchess is slow. DJ Moore maybe not so great. No, he scored, but receivers are bad. Yeah, McCaffrey's good. Um, I have good. The, I have the Falcons by three and a half at home against the Saints. Yeah, you got me here. I said four, and it's three. I think yeah, this week's over. This week is over. It's like 10 to 5 or something. Crazy. I would have remind everyone that um, Saints on the road in a dome is not 100% of a road game for them. They That's like true. playing in a dome. Um, I Anything over three, and I would like the Saints in this one. And they're due to play a good game. I, I actually think they have too much talent to just kind of shit their way through the season. This isn't like some of these other teams. You know, like I look at the Steelers, I'm like, that team genuinely might not be that good, you know? Yeah. But the Saints, on both sides, they just have a lot of firepower. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The, yeah, I think the Falcons beat them. Last two years, this game has been very close in Atlanta. It's always good. Next one, Panthers, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Two teams, uh, especially the Bengals that we like. I uh, I could not get this one higher than three. I have the Panthers by three at home against the Bengals. I said three as well. It's it's three and a half. They gave him the nod. Mm. I guess it's just a bigger game. I continue to like this Bengals team. I think they're good. I don't think they're Super Bowl good, but I think they could be a playoff team. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna back Andy Dalton until I'm I'm f cursing his name in in you know six days from now. <laughs> uh, Chiefs 49ers, our last one. That one's in KC. This arguably could have been the Sunday marquee. Mm. You have a uh, handsome Jimmy. Yeah. You have the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. You have a Chiefs, right. a Chiefs crowd that has not had a home game yet. Right? Weren't the Chiefs on the road those first two weeks? They what were. Did they do week one. Yeah, they were. They. They were. Uh, at at the LA Chargers. Oh yeah, they were at the Chargers. Yeah. So Mahomes. Well, that was a home game. <laughs> I was looking back at some of the Chiefs quarterbacks the last few years. If you're a Chiefs fan, this is like, you know, you you've just spent the last twenty years with Matt Castle and Elvis Gerbeck and, um, oh yeah, Thigpen and all these. You know, they've never really had anybody. Um, never had an A-lister, and all of a sudden they have the most exciting QB in the league. And great. also just all the skill positions. Like, you have to yeah. go back, you know, like Christian Okoye days before next with now Hill and Kareem Hunt. Like, these guys are all explosive. Yeah, we were watching the game today, and I said to Kyle, um, I was like, boy, Tyreek Hill has not not much for him. What kind of do for a Tyreek? And it was like on cue, they did some crazy flip reverse. Yeah. And it almost seemed like he was going to broke it. he get tripped up, but. That team is mm-hmm. effing exciting. Uh, yeah, so I have Chiefs by six against uh, San Francisco. Of course you do, because the, uh, the answer is six. I had seven. But do you get the idea that Vegas is going to swallow everybody up this week with this bet? 
What do you mean? You think people are going to take the Niners? all over Mahomes, and maybe this ends up a, a three. This ends up an overtime game. I think this gets to eight. I just think, yeah, I really? just think they're better. Yeah, I just, I don't think the Niners are very good, and I think they can put up some points on them. I well, would, one good thing you saw out of the Niners is they have a running back who could break one for more than like eleven yards. So that was nice. That helps Jimmy G. I think it does. Chiefs Jags is looking like a possible tease for us. I'm just throwing that out mm. there. Jags home for, right. against Titans, Chiefs home against the uh, Niners. Let's take one more break. We'll finish up. One more break to talk about Quip. The truth is, most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, or in my son's case, not at all, and forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. Not our friends with the electric toothbrush that costs a fraction of bulkier brushes and packs the right amount of vibrations to clean your teeth. Built-in timer, guiding pulses, gives you the full dentist-recommended two minutes of clean. Subscription built for your health, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping online. Quip also comes with a suction mount that unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel. Hygienic, yeah. Everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. They were named one of Time's Best Inventions. The first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Even backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hyge- hygienists. Hygienists? Hygienists. Hygienists? Yeah. You ever met a hygienist? <laughs> <laughs> I think I am one. <laughs> uh, Quip starts at just $25. If you go to getquip.com slash BS right now, you get your first refill pack free. With a Quip electric toothbrush. Once again, getquip.com slash B-S-G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash B-S. All right, Sal, Sunday night. The Patriots in Detroit. The teacher against <laughs> the seven-year student. Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick. Belichick foisted him. Remember that Kirby enthusiasm? Foisted, yeah. The foisted. He, fo- he foisted his employees. We know co- we have a couple of people in our life who are known foisters. Um, Belichick foisted Patricia on the Lions. And has you think that he worked. did it just to set up week three? It's like, we're going to come off a tough week two game, <laughs> so we're going to need an easy win. Yeah. And, uh, this is it. He's like, Matt's going to do bend but don't break against us. And Tom, you're mm-hmm. just going to throw eight-yard passes for four quarters and have finished with 480 yards. <laughs> uh, Sunday night game. There's going to be a lot of talk about, um, I don't know. What what's what do you think Michaels and Collins were talking about in this game? Well, they should talk about how Matt Patricia, in his last three games, if you count the Patriots Super Bowl, has given up this defensive genius. Well, I don't know, almost 120 points, 110. Does anybody think he's a defensive genius? Patriots fans didn't think he was a defensive genius. I, think I, so I can't speak for the rest whoever, of the country. Whoever, whoever the Lions owners are did, I think. Yeah. Lombardi's thing about how he has the laminated um, playbook, but a pencil in his air. It's it's ruined, Patricia. That's it. How do you come back <laughs> from that? What's the pencil for? I have the Patriots no, by five in Detroit. All right. I, I stupidly said four. Vegas knows where it's at. They have it at seven. Mm. So why don't we just end every teaser with the Patriots this week? I'm trying to think, how could this game go wrong? Though I will say the Lions do have good receivers. Yeah. I'd li- I like 
their fourth best receiver would probably be the second best receiver on the Pats. So maybe that's how it goes yeah. wrong. Uh, garbage time. Who knows? I, I don't know with Stafford. I, 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 he's good. and I, I, You had to give him all that money, I guess, but it, you're committing a lot of money to a player who's just not going to win you a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I was, think, I was thinking Did about that. free up the Dominican Sioux money and say, all right, we got to give this to somebody. What's our quarterback making? Well, if you're a Lions fan, Stafford's in your life for like, what, 16, 17 years, mm-hmm. right, with that contract? It really is like marrying the wrong girl. Yeah. Where it seems like a good idea and you kind of rush to the altar. And then you, you really start doing the math and you're like, man, I, this, this could be my whole life with this girl. I, what, what am I doing? <laughs> um, you, you, like some Lions fan is 22 and they get Stafford and 39 yeah. when he retires and you've had no chance to win a Super Bowl the whole time. Right. I know. It's just tough. I don't know. By the way, for our, our female listeners, and we have a lot, it, we could also say it's like marrying the wrong guy, right? I mean, that applies. Yeah, I, see, I didn't want to. I didn't want to offend our female listeners and make it seem like they were more likely to make a mistake. Oh, I see. I think yeah, they're less likely because yeah. women are smarter and guys are dumb. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Monday night, uh, the Bucks. This is insane. ESPN ends up with like the game, the game of the year. Bucks, I love this game. Bucks Steelers in Tampa. Fitz Magic against uh, Ben. My ooh, my arm. I think it's broken. Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Judge Smales. Uh I have Bucks minus one over the Steelers. His arm's so busted that uh, he could go over the line and pass it, and they won't even review it <laughs> over the line of scrimmage. What'd you say? Plus one. I said Bucks by one. Bucks by one. Yeah. Yeah. Steelers by three, and I, I hit that exactly. Yeah, that's... Not that it matters, because you destroyed me. 9, 12, 13, 13 to 6, including ties. That line is stupid. There is no evidence whatsoever that the Steelers are a better team than the Bucks. Well, in some cases, Vegas added two, maybe two and a half points to a team that absolutely needs to win, a good team that absolutely needs to win. Um, Steelers being one of them. And who else? I think like... Uh, Philly, I think, is another one. Uh, Houston, they went the other way, I thought. Wait, so you think but, they think the Steelers, this is a must win because the Steelers are 0-1-1? and Well, you go 0-2-1, and then it's not good. Like, they have Atlanta. They have a few weird games coming up. <laughs> 0 2 um, one's like a hockey record. Yeah. It's like, here come the Golden Knights. They are 0-2-1, so let's start for them. <laughs> hockey or soccer, yeah. Wow. Let's see the Steelers schedule. We haven't done this with anyone yet. Oh, um, oh, I'm I'm so ready. Let's do it. All right. Uh, do, you, do you want to be Mike or Dog? I will be. Uh, I'll be Dog. Okay. Do you want to lead or do you want to be me? Throw the. Do you things? have it? You have it in front of you. You can lead if you want. Yeah, I have it in front of me. All right, All right Dog. The Steelers are o uh, one and one. Yep. Let's do uh, week three at Tampa Monday night. Mike, this is a gigantic game. A gigantic, this, they could fall flat on their faces, Mike. I see this as a loss. Sunday night, NBC, Baltimore. <laughs> the kid, I mean, they're getting killed. The schedule makers killing them. <laughs> this is a, a division game this early on. Another loss, 0-3-1. Dog, week five, home. Matt Ryan and the Dirty Birds, Atlanta. 
Mike, oh four, oh four and one. Keep it coming. Well, you you're not gonna like this, dog. You are not gonna like this. This is a humongous game. It is a humongous, humongous game. Oh wait, you keep your eye on this game. Sunday, week six, at Cincinnati against the Bengals. Ah, uh, uh, Mike. Mike, they, well, they may they have this game in an infirmary for crying out loud. <laughs> in an infirmary because out of the 10 players are going to end up on journeys and it's another loss, 05 and 1. Well, here's one. Here's one. Get, re- get your mad dog uh, fake laugh ready for this one, Sal. Here's, yeah. here's one that's not going to be a problem for them, dog. Week seven, it's a bye. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike, you got it. He got it. He got it right. Uh, week eight, home for Cleveland. Could be Mike, Baker Mayfield. If, if Could be Baker game, Mayfield there, Doc. Yeah, but Mike, I don't know Baker Mayfield or not. If this game is going on in my backyard, I, I I draw the blinds. I'm not watching. <laughs> next next four, Doc. How about this stretch? <laughs> next God. four at Baltimore, home Carolina, at Jacksonville Sunday night, at Denver. Mike, I can honestly say those are all losses. Oh, 12 and one, right there. <laughs> See how easy that is? Uh, home charges at Oakland, home pats at New Orleans, home for Cincy. That's how they finished it up. 016 and one, dog? 016 and one. They get an extra game for being so bad. And that's the tie. They're lucky to tie, Mike. <laughs> wow. That is not an easy schedule. No, yeah. That's They're tough. They're in trouble. It, it, the North used to be simple. Hmm. Well, stranger things have happened, especially yeah. it doesn't seem like Bell comes back before week 11. I don't know why he won't say that, but it doesn't seem like he's coming back before then. So Very strange thing because this Connor is running hard and he's doing well. And by the way, when Bell gets back, it's not going to be one of those things where he has like 25 carries. It's, they're going to use Connor in the offense. You yeah. Know? So uh, he's got to hate his agent a little bit right now. The one thing with the Steelers this year is they, they always usually have that third awesome kind of young receiver that you barely ever heard of as a fourth rounder. Yeah. They don't really have that guy this year. No, Washington. This guy, I think it's James Washington. Look for him. Did Was he involved? He's getting a little bit of action now. Well, first of all, Jesse James had like 144 yards. Yeah, that was... Today. That was weird. He was one of the eight tight ends to light the, light the NFL on fire. So Jay, you're recommending Washington. James Washington? Yeah, well, uh, Damashek picked him up. Anyway, he, he, he stole him for a buck. Yeah. All right, that's uh, so I won this week. Yeah, you, you blew me away. Not good. Parent corner. Let's hear it. Uh, I have an annoying one. It's actually a double parent corner because it involves one of my parents, my mother, who was playing cards with my 12 year old boy. And, uh, you know, she's bragging about her girlfriend. She says, girl, on East Coast, the, the older women refer to their friends as girlfriends if they're women. So. She says, you know, my girlfriend's uh, daughter, Darcy, has a house next to Tom Brady. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I said, what, what does her husband do? She's like, he's in junk bonds. He's in junk. I was like, okay, we'll see how long that lasts. And then uh, I was like, well, you know, maybe Archie can become a football player and, you know, be a Tom Brady and then live in a giant house. I was like, oh, please, he's not playing football. Now, this, keep in mind, I have now fought with my wife, and I broke her down to a point where, my son is going to play tackle football next year uh, because Tony Romo told us he doesn't need to. Romo went behind my back. We're not really, but to our face said, 
he, nah, you don't need to play. He doesn't need to play that early. So he could play ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. So that was the compromise. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, listen, just just play. It's one of the greatest things I've ever done. It's a great experience. Four years. You, you won't even get on the field in the first year. Whatever. You're not going to scramble your brain. It'll be fine. My mother goes into this whole crazy thing. She's now turned my wife back around. To now he's not playing football. Like I don't know how our listeners feel about their kids playing football anyway. But I had it. I had it locked down. And now I have to start all over again with this because her friend Darcy, she had a uh, brag about having a house next to Tom Brady and it, and. and the, Opened a whole can of worms, and I don't know what to do now. So what's the line? What's the line for Archie over under when he plays football? I have a, I'll make the line uh, ninth grade. Ninth grade and a half? Eighth eighth grade and a half. Eighth grade and a half? Yeah. No, I think ninth grade. I'm going to get it. I just have have to work on a plan now if anyone has any ideas of how to. uh, I think my mother just has to shut her mouth, but other than that, have to figure this out. So Would I'm you a, play ben, let Ben play or no? I mean, Ben is ten. He has more muscle than I do. He yeah. he does flips off his bunk bed and wrestles dummies and is just a generally dangerous, reckless kid. And the thing is, like, I I think I would let him play in high school only because he's gonna find something else. He's gonna find something where he puts himself in danger. Kyle, you agree right. with me? What are the odds of Ben just avoiding some sort of dangerous? Something. It's a hundred to one. Yeah. He's going to do money something. For sure. He's kind of made for Keeps football. Keeps him off the street, right? I have a football success story for you, Sal. Go ahead. My buddy, uh, my buddy, Sully, the MVP of my wedding, um, mm-hmm. he has two sons, Aiden and Keegan. They go to Situate High. Aiden is the quarterback and has been the quarterback for three years. This is his third year. Keegan, mm-hmm. ninth grader, makes the team... He's playing wide receiver and kick returner. He's only, I think, the second freshman that's made the team. QB wide receiver starting on the same team. Hmm. How about that? Wow, great. that's great. In my Facebook and Instagram feeds, just happy pictures of two handsome guys with their arms around each other and their mom after football games. Um, girls knocking on the door. It's just everything you've read about. I love it. Yeah, so there, there's a football the success story. My friend Darren, the parlay kid, his son is the star quarterback of our uh, my high school football team, as the parlay kid was uh, 30 years ago. Mm. Um, they, they beat the uh, defending champs last week, and here's something else. The parlay kid uh, is a guardian for another kid who, uh, who is the wide receiver for the team. So not exactly the same story, but Almost. interesting. Yeah, and that's a happy thing. I, there you go. I need to see, my mother needs to hear more about this. I am, junk I am anti-youth football. <laughs> I'm anti-youth football, but I do think once you get to like 15, 16, you yeah. know, what can you do? I mean, my daughter's played soccer her whole life. We've had a couple kids got concussions playing soccer, you know, right. the headers and stuff. I like what sport is safe? Baseball, you get hit by a pitch. Basketball, I could get yeah. elbowed. I can get a concussion. Like hey, any sport, there's things. The thing is like with, with football, some of the collisions are pretty scary. And I think as... You know, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm rethinking high school football at least. I I will not change my mind on youth football. I just don't think it should exist. But what do I know? You'll love high school football. You'll love watching it. It was great to play it. I really uh, I'm so glad I did it. And uh, mm. this is all going to be very sad when something bad happens. God forbid. God forbid. But now, uh, my parent corner. 
you know, I had two last week and I only got to use one. The other one was we were hanging out um, outside, Kyle and I, with Ben. And Kyle was doing like it because he's not smoking lately. So he's doing like a little vape. And Ben was curiously looking at the vape and asked Kyle, how old does he have to be for when he can start vaping? And I had a heart attack and then Kyle revived me. And then wait a minute, what's the answer? What was the answer, Kyle? It was never. Yeah, you know, the answer is never. My stomach was in my asshole because he just saw me doing it. So I felt partly good answer. Um, then led to a series of questions about when he could drink, um, <laughs> have, sex, like, oh, no. have sex. And he just started interrogating us on all these different things. And uh, we bumped, we bumped the ages as high as we possibly could. Mid thirties. What do we say? 25, 30. What do we say? He got, he just gets this light in his eye. Every time anything comes up of like partying girls, um, yeah. any sort of immoral behavior. And you just, just just light in his eye. The gears and are turning. Yeah, I'm just frightened. I'm just scared. Oh no. Yeah, it's not good. And this so. is before Kyle had the tattoo, right? That's gonna be another question. Oh, uh, he he asked you questions about that tattoo yeah. too. Yeah, it's not great. So, it's not great. Yeah. Um, you're gonna he, have to let him have sex soon. I, think. <laughs> I don't think I have a choice. He probably has. <laughs> it's probably already happened. Uh, oh my god. So, what are we gonna do? Uh, hey, plug uh, plug lock it in on FS1. Oh, lock it in. If you're home, watch it on FS1, 4.30 to 5.30 Eastern time. It's a live show. A lot of stupid things are said, but we pick winners. I think I came in second out of the three guys. Todd Furman, the expert, came in first. Clay Travis in third. And uh, Rachel oh. Bonetta does a nice job hosting. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live every weeknight, 11.35. And, oh, against all odds, Wednesday, we'll go over MVP odds, college, football, best bets, all that stuff. Oh, and Emmys tonight, right, by the time you're listening? Monday night. Oh, yeah, Monday night. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, best show. It's possible. What are the odds? 30 to 1. No, that's not really the odds, is it? That's true. It's 30 to 1. You guys are 30 to 1 underdogs? Yeah. Why? You thought it would be more? No, I thought the odds would be better. I thought Jimmy had a good year. He was... Pretty relevant. I did too. Thirty Oliver's to one. Number one, Samantha B. I think it's two. Colbert's should, right behind her. I think they should not be in your category. The oh the which one? John Oliver and Samantha B. It's a and half Samantha hour Bay. once yeah. a week. How does that come? How does that compare to doing forty six weeks of shows and doing like two hundred and ten? It's ridiculous. Yeah. They don't get it right. They, it, it's weird the way they lump them together. Also, there's no host. There's no uh, there's no award for best talk show host, but there's like a award for best reality show host, aside from reality as well. Well, that's completely illogical. Strange. To tell you. Yeah. Well, good luck. 30 cause. to 1, though. Put a few dollars down on it. Good luck, cuz. All right. Talk to you soon. Good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. All right. Thanks again to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to FanDuel. Remember, football season is is uh, underway. I'm very excited to be playing on FanDuel. Has something for everyone. More ways to win than ever before. The place to play, even if you're not a fantasy expert, like their Gridiron Pick'em Contest, which they have every week. New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me. Oh, yeah, with me, fanduel.com slash BS. 
Let's play together. Also, thanks to the Starbucks Double Shot. Starbucks Double Shot starts with bold Starbucks coffee blended with milk for a smooth, creamy, delicious flavor enhanced with ginseng, guarana, and B vitamins. If you need energy, especially, it's a nice little like pick-me-up around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock near the end of the workday or the college day or whatever you're doing. Starbucks Double Shot Energy to do things you actually do. Find it in your local convenience store. We have a couple more good podcasts coming this week. Sorry the pods have been so long lately. We just, we ended up inadvertently booking a bunch of guests and we didn't want to do four pods. So we thought it would be easier to just throw people on the same pod. Um, maybe we have to rethink that strategy. I think we had like a two hour pod last week. We Never a good thing, but um, anyway, a couple more coming this week. Don't forget to check out TheRinger.com and The Ringer Podcast Network. Ryan Rousseau's new pod, Dual Threat. Cousin Sal. Uh, Ringer NFL show five five days a week, including the Friday show, which was really good last week. Had GM Street and then uh, the Danny football guys at the end. Check all that out. Do not check out One Shining Podcast. Ah! Fuck those guys. See you later in the week. <laughs>